yeah, it felt horrible when we left of just being like, what just happened? And oh all God. of us kind of processing it in different ways. But, um, but we were definitely, you know what, like, we're just gonna have to be smarter than them. We're gonna have to prove they've missed out. This is an amazing company that they never understood. Hello and welcome to Miseducated, the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. Hello everyone and welcome back to Miseducated. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. This week, we're continuing our conversations with Anna Lee, one of the co-founders of Lioness, the smart sex toy company. I ask Anna about her experiences trying to build a startup in the sex tech space. For Lioness and many other sex tech companies, simple things like going to the consumer electronics conference in Las Vegas, pitching the startup to a manal of venture capitalists, or demoing a prototype can be challenging and, well, awkward. We'll also talk about the weird and antiquated rules of the sex toy industry and the tricks that men have used for the last couple of generations to build vibrators for women. So please enjoy. Um, so it, yeah, I think that definitely like, keeps us all going. But could you tell us an experience when somebody said something super inappropriate? how did you deal with it? Because in the consumer electronics show, for example, you go there and it's in the middle of Vegas and you are leaving this bubble of liberal women exploring their sexuality and finding themselves back into the normal world of whoever shows up at the CES conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll talk briefly about CES and then I'll talk about maybe the one experience that still sticks with me to this day. Uh, so CES we did last year was the first year we did it because it was the first year they quote unquote trial run sex toys or sex tech coming into their show. Um, and I think people can look it up. There's a lot of controversy even in that before they even allowed that because sex tech companies were rescinded their award because they're like, oh, that's sex related. But they've had VR porn kind of companies come and they had no issues. So there it became a question of, are you just not allowing sex tech that's focused on women or people's vaginas or is like what is the balance here and so if you're gonna ban all of it ban all of it but don't pick and choose and so last year was the first year they had a good amount of sex tech companies come and so I think one a lot of people didn't know how to process it and they put most of the companies well not the main hall but like one of the big halls but kind of towards the side <laughs> there's the health and wellness and then it's the side of health and wellness right um but we still honestly I would say 90 95 percent of people that have come through our booth and we had so many people come through happens so great they've been really respectful and you know interested in what we're doing or trying to understand what we're doing I mean there's definitely been a lot of people where they think that I'm there as a booth babe uh, also there's always got a little bit of a shift and this is unfortunate because you know we should treat everybody equal but of me being like oh I'm actually one of the co-founders oh actually I I'm a mechanical engineer so I actually built this because, you know, I think maybe sometimes some people like to try to act smart. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, what are the sensors in here? Where is it manufactured? What's the bomb cost? All these things. And they start kind of going into it. 
But then whenever that happens, I'm like, oh, let me answer all those questions for you. And just kind of showing we're here because it's a tech product and it's a smart tech product. It's maybe as technically advanced, if not more than most products here. We do the same amount of work in terms of our electrical engineering, our building our boards, getting our sensors integrated into Bluetooth, all of these things. And so it, we had a lot of fun. I think it was a pretty positive experience overall. Um, going back to your original question of an instance, I think when we first started this company, um, you know, we're in Silicon Valley and we were kind of in this mindset of, this is the most innovative place in the world. People are so liberal. People are so open. People are going to understand what we're trying to build. Um, and so I think one, as us being a little bit inexperienced, we went to go try to fundraise and we're starting to talk to different VCs. We went to one when we have a prototype made, brought it over. And if I think about it now, it's one of those moments of we would have been like, let's end this meeting early. We're not going to waste anybody's time. But, you know, like we were so young and we didn't know how to do this. And it was a Silicon Valley VC. You know, we sat down and then the guy was talking to us a little bit and we were like, oh, we're building a smart sex toy. And they were like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Like, let me go get my partner. And we thought like, oh, that means, you know, people are interested. But it was, I think now if I think about it, it was clear that they just wanted to show their other partners, look at this, it's good sex toy company like blah blah, blah. all mm -hmm. these like dudes came into this room looking at our thing and like, smiling and like, smirking and laughing and like whispering and mm. we brought the prototype out we worked really really hard to even get to that point where we had a prototype right it's hard to get to that point without funding and we're like we built this it's fully functioning you can hold it you can see all this stuff and they're like oh I don't want to touch it it's okay and I was what? like no one's used it. It's the thing we built. It's a hardware product. You should check it out. They're like, oh, no, it's okay. And so they were just, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it was one of those moments where I, yeah, if I think about it now, it's so silly. And I, and I think the worst part, <clears throat> a lot of times they're like, bring their executive assistant in because it usually is a woman to that one poor, amazing woman you know, in this group of men and oh. they're like, what do you think about this product? Do you think this is something that people need? Yeah. And how could you put a person in that position? What are you supposed to say at that? Like, if I was in a room of a group of God. professionals, like working professionals that I work with, you're basically asking like, oh, so do you masturbate? Like, why would you put someone in that position? That's so awful. And so um, I think very early on, we've learned, we're very selective of who we talk to now, mm -hmm. people that just understand what we're trying to do um I think yeah we have a really good uh we can glance the first 30 seconds and being like they get it or this is not a good meeting and so um maybe I think because that was so early on when we were really first getting in comfortable and we all dressed up and we prepared doing a pep mm -hmm. talk to each other I think because it was that specific moment it was yeah, it felt horrible when we left of just being like, what just happened? And oh all God. of us kind of processing it in different ways. But um, but we were definitely, you know what? Like, we're just going to have to be smarter than them. We're going to have to prove they've missed out. This is an amazing company that they never understood. Whatever, like, we'll go every other channel that we can to make it a successful company. And so, you know, being able to talk on podcasts like this of being like, we're calling those places out. That's yeah. 
all this framing of how we understand sexual pleasure and just the the uh, already bias that people have when it comes to like, different products, especially when it has to do with health focus for women. If it's not about fertility or quote unquote making babies, it seems like such a difficult thing for people to understand, which is so bizarre to me. I feel like there's so many levels of sexism and stereotyping and everything that you guys have experienced and also just so rude you make this incredible prototype you bring into this meeting with them and then these guys are like oh no don't want to touch it or whatever I just think that's that's (laughs) incredibly disrespectful especially because you're market leaders in this amazing space and have designed the only smart sex toy that tracks your orgasms and everything I think that's a really awesome product and a great idea and it's just annoying because I feel like that also means that as you guys are fundraising, you know, to get them on board to understand what you're doing is the first step. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in this sex tech um, talk a couple days ago on Clubhouse. I don't know if you've been on Clubhouse, but basically they were saying the problem is with sex tech as well is that there's so much basic consumer education that you have to do that you wish that you could just sell the product, but you're really just taking it back to even the first step, which is teaching people, okay, what is an orgasm? What is masturbation? Um, And so you have to go through so many different levels of investor education even before you can even sell them on the business and the and the product and everything else. Um, So that's got to be difficult. That's 1000% so true. I think the reason why we have such a hard time, I think all marketing agencies or branding agencies too will be like, you need to be able to explain your product in like one sentence, you know, your tagline. And we've gone through 80 taglines because it's one of those things that's yeah, but we're research focused and the idea, and then they have to start talking about how there's such a lack of research in female sexual wellness, such a lack versus things like erectile dysfunction, billions of dollars is put into that research industry versus female sexual dysfunction, even though it's a high percentage people that have it, the research and the funding around it is so little. And Mm so even starting talking about that and then starting to talk about this hardware and then like the sex toy industry traditionally what it looked like it was a really male-dominated industry most sex toys were built by companies ran by dudes who you know I was always like how are you green lighting products you know if you go to like uh, conventions for sex toys they used to always do this thing where you're like oh feel the vibration on your nose or mm. right between your pointer finger and your thumb because that's where it's really sensitive so it's really similar to a clitoris and then you're like this is how sex toys have been built for the past like whatever decades like I'm horrified and so that's so um, antiquated it's so funny and going even through all of that is that's been 30 minute discussion itself and then the last 10 minutes you're supposed to like pitch your product or whatever but um it's all in good I think somebody has to do it and I think definitely we're kind of in this thinking about it as the ocean wave I think we're just in like the tide you know forming into the really really big wave it's right in that cusp of we're really talking about this we're really talking about the inequality and how we see sexual wellness for women versus men or female versus male and so I am really really excited um and I think everybody's work in femtech and sex tech and you know even podcasts like this being able to have these conversations I really wouldn't have seen this even six years ago and so making it so mainstream and being able to talk about it, I'm, I'm really like excited. I think it's all like in yeah, good. Definitely. I think the really interesting thing, and I really can't speak for other countries because I can only see what I see as a person in America to other countries. But I think America is actually very conservative in terms right. of sex stuff. Yeah. 
um, Japan, Korea, China, like we've talked to uh, people in those three countries about potentially bringing Linus into them. And they're like, oh, totally. This totally makes sense. In Korea, for me, what I thought was so crazy, I went back last year. There's actually this sex toy shop that's become really popular. Uh, it's called Red Container. And they're actually in the main streets of the biggest streets in Gangnam and Hongdae, like all these really, Whoa. really busy traffic. They built these huge red containers that are brightly lit. You can Whoa. see inside. They have fun music playing. People were really receptive and it became a big thing to the point, I think in in Seoul alone, there's 15 shops open really? because it was wow. just such a big thing. And to me, seeing that versus here where, you know, when we first started, we had a hard time opening a bank account. We can't advertise on Instagram or Facebook and all of that. I think it's really interesting to see the the societal mm. gap we have. And I think one of the big things is just, especially for people with vaginas and orgasms and pleasure, I think almost every person that I've known faked it in your life because you felt this need for the partner to feel whatever certain way and like for me it's not always about the orgasm it's about the whole experience the pleasure of you know the intimacy and they don't believe it. it's just like we focused on I think such a interesting way I think of how we see sex especially for women and people with vaginas in terms mm. of the pleasure that I think there's a lot of unlearning to be done and new learning to be done (laughs) right exactly I think for me as well I've only mostly been sleeping with men so I feel Mm -hmm. like especially with heterosexual relationships in America it's very I don't know I feel like people aren't really comfortable enough talking about sex that you don't even get to the point where you're really discussing the different types of orgasms that you could be having as a woman um and also men in general I feel like it's very difficult to really understand the female body and actually make a woman orgasm I think any guy that can do that is a keeper <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's, just, it's something that obviously if you don't have a vagina you have how you have no way of really practicing you know what I mean and doing it properly um that's a really a really big part of it thank you so much for joining us for this episode of miseducated in this episode I really loved learning about the frankly ridiculous barriers and challenges that sex tech companies like Lioness are facing. So great job Anna and the team at Lioness. We are really proud of you, you are fighting the good fight and we're honoured to be able to support you in bringing your inspiring mission to life. So thank you so much everyone for joining and we hope to see you again soon. Bye!